0: What is up, you beautiful human? Hello, and welcome back to the raw, real, and vulnerable podcast with me, your host, Beck Antonucci. Fam, today's episode is all about being practiced in and embodied in receiving. And I'm not going there in terms of how good you are at receiving, because if you're not practiced in anything, then I would take a wild guess that you're not good at it. And once we start to practice... And in the continuous courageous act of the practice, that's where we start to become good at the thing, whatever the thing is. So today I teach through lived example and share with you something that happened for me on my holiday around me becoming even more embodied in and practiced within my own receiving. I also have a really, really funny analogy at the very end around, you know, oral sex and the man not quite hitting the right spot and how fucking frustrating that can be. <laughs> and if you know, you absolutely know. And I think we all know. We all know someone who's gone down there to do their best and it just they just can't make it happen for whatever reason that they cannot. Maybe maybe we could create a little short course on that, on how to... No, that's, that's not actually my life's path, fam, how to teach people how to give really good oral sex, but I'm definitely here to receive it. Absolutely, and I'm sure you are too. Fam, I can't wait to hear what you receive, what you receive. See, receive, 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 receive what you receive from this episode. If you love it, please screenshot it, share it to your story and tag me so that I can connect with you because I desire to receive from you. I hope today really anchors you into yourself and your powerful ass so that you can start going out and living your life alive, aligned, on fire and receiving what it is that you most desire strap yourself in. Let's fucking go. How practiced are you in asking for what you want? Notice I didn't say, how good are you? I said, how practiced are you? Because the way to get good at anything is through practice. And so I'm really curious when it comes to the word receiving or other words for that could be asking for what you want, what does even that concept bring up for you? Does it bring up, like, if you were to feel into your body right now and think about asking someone for something that you really want and desire to receive from them, what actually happens in your body as you feel into that? You're like, yeah, fucking easy. No, no problem. I'm like, everyone knows I am so good at using my voice and I'll ask what I want whenever I want it, even if it's inconvenient to the other person. They'll be like, you know what, Beck, settle the fuck down. I know that you know what you want and I'm willing to give it to you later, not right now. Or are you like, oh my God, that brings up so much terror in me. In fact, my shoulders lift, my body seizes, I feel my legs tighten. It does not feel good for me to think about asking for what I want. And no matter what happens right now, as you feel into that sensation, I just want to let you know that it's okay and you are normal and I've never met a human who does not make perfect sense. And so if the thought of asking for what you want or the thought of receiving brings up some kind of feeling slash sensation inside of you that doesn't quote unquote feel good, it's not because there's something wrong with you and it's not because you're a bad person or you're just bad at asking for what you want. It is 100% likely that something occurred in your childhood, your teenage years or your young adult life where you for what you want and the, the feedback and the response created a traumatic sensation within you that created the belief that you are not safe to ask for what you want and now you live from this space of, I cannot ask, it is not safe for me to. We don't just wake up one day and decide, I don't deserve to ask for what I want. We don't just wake up and decide one day, if I ask what I want and someone doesn't give it to me, that makes me a bad, unworthy person. We don't just wake up and decide these things. Things have happened. Situations have occurred to solidify this belief inside of you. And once the belief has been planted, This seed has been planted within the self that I'm not safe to use my voice. I'm not safe to receive. I'm not safe to ask. We then have this thing called a relevancy radar. And if you can see me right now, you will see me with like my hand on my forehead. And it's basically like a lighthouse, like a light on my head, looking or a radar. It's basically like a radar looking and searching for evidence to prove that that seed that's been planted inside of you is true. And every time we find evidence to prove it, It's like watering that seed and that seed becomes bigger. I'm going to give you a really, really silly example. (laughs) <laughs> I was banned from roll-ups as a child. My parents would not let me have roll-ups, Fruit Loops or Dunkaroos. And I would see kids come to school with roll-ups and all I wanted was this like sugary red roll-up. And I would turn to my girlfriends and I would, I mean, I must've been like five, six, seven, eight. And I would say, can I please have some? And they would say, no. And then I would offer to trade like, Hey, do you want my coat my cucumber sandwich for your awesome roll-up? And they would say no. And then I would say, if you would please give me your roll-up, I will be your best friend. And they would say no. And I know that all of this seems really silly because like, fuck, I'm 34. And if anyone wants to trade my roll-up for their cucumber sandwich, I'm also saying no. But imagine if, and as silly as that sounds, the six-year young Rebecca decides, hey, I asked my parents, can I please have a roll-up? They said no. Probably because for really good reason, roll-ups are really fucking bad for you. And then I asked my friends, can I have their roll-up? And they said no, and probably for really good reason, because they decided that a roll-up was way more delicious than the cucumber sandwich. And so all the no's I've received in those moments have absolutely nothing to do with Beth, who she is as a daughter, who she is as a friend, who she is as a six-year young girl. And yet, I could have in those moments decided, if my parents really loved me, they would buy me the roll-up. If my friends really liked me, they would give me the roll-up. And if I was good, or if I was better, or if I was something other than who I am, maybe then they would have wanted to give me what I asked for. And I keep getting told no. And now I'm starting to become scared to ask. Because once I start asking and I receive a no, and I start creating the story, it's because my parents don't love me enough, because my friends don't like me enough, the seed gets planted. I know that sounds small and silly, but it's real. It's real, fam. You don't fear asking for what you want right now for no reason. Something has happened. And now little Rebecca, six-year young Rebecca, has a relevancy radar that says, when I ask for things, people tell me no because I'm not good enough. And now I have that radar on my head looking to prove that believe to be true. So every time I ask for something, maybe I say to my partner, okay, for example, I came home from holiday on Friday night. Jake has been so stressed, so stressed, so stressed. It's late. We start kissing. He's not in the mood for sex. That created a massive trigger inside of me. If he loved me enough, if I was sexy enough, if I was fucking blonde enough, skinny enough, I know none of that is true, but I want you to hear the story that we can create. Because if I looked for the evidence, he'd worked 17 hour days for like an entire month straight. He's exhausted. He's stressed. It's late at night. We'd also just had a little argument. It's probably not the conditions for this amazing, passionate fantasy intimacy that I had created in my mind at the end of coming back off a four week holiday where I haven't even seen him. We haven't even had time to connect yet. But my relevancy radar, if it wants to prove to me in that moment that I am not good enough, it could go back to the six-year young self who didn't receive her roll-up from her parents and from her friends and then for the rest of her life has gone to find evidence to prove that belief to be true. So then on the Friday night when I ask what I want and I don't get it, I could, not saying that I did, there was a little trigger, I recognized it and then I was able to catch it as it occurred. But if I didn't catch it and I didn't know what was going on for me, I could again see through the lens of it's because I'm not good enough. So therefore, I'm not safe to ask what I want because if that person says no, it means something bad about me. As you hear all of that, I'm curious what is coming up for you right now. And so I'm wondering how it would feel for you to become really practiced in getting better at receiving. And if it's something that you're really good at already, something that you're really practiced in already, something you're really embodied in already. I'm curious for you, for that woman, have you put a ceiling on your receiving? Like, What more is it that you could ask for? What if there was no ceiling above our head? Because there isn't, except for the ceiling that we put on ourselves. So what is it that you desire that you could ask for, that even if you didn't get it, you're creating the belief inside of the self that you deserve to ask anyway? Someone said to me once, we are only one powerful ask away from the life that we say that we most desire, and that the quality of our life is dictated by the quality of our questions. Now, the quality of our life and the quality of our questions could be knowledge-based, information-based questions to progress the self, but then that could also be questions around receiving, questions around asking for what we want. Who is it that right now you do not ask for what you want with, and why? Why? What comes up for you? What is the fear? And where and when was that fear first created? Is it literally the six-year-old self who didn't get her fruit roll up? And so for anyone really feeling excited by this conversation right now, I have a little story to share around a comfort zone challenge I did while I was on holiday. I often give clients so many comfort zone challenges to put them on their growth edge and expand their capacity to receive and also to provide them an opportunity to recalibrate their nervous system in the face of challenge and discomfort. This is how we upgrade. This is how we uplevel. This is how we create safety from within in the face of our external conditions not being what we're used to. What's trauma? Too much, too fast, too soon. So how do we move through that? We do the inner work and we go and implement in our outer world to be able to facilitate positive effective change and recalibrate the nervous system to that change as it's occurring. So for someone who was feeling challenged in receiving and or desires to up-level their receiving game... I was on holiday and I was given a challenge to ask a stranger to purchase me something. Now, I have done this so, so, so many times before. And I have asked for coffees and I have asked for my lunch and I have asked for money. I think I've asked for money in the past. I did this years ago and I asked for money. I've asked for acai bowls. And this time around, I thought, well, it's not really challenging for me to go up to a stranger and just spark up a conversation. It's definitely not challenging for me to ask for someone to purchase me my lunch or a coffee. And so I desire to expand my comfort zone and put myself on my growth edge. And I only want to ask for something that I really want. I just don't want to get something just for the sake of doing the task. And so I asked myself, what is it that I really desire to receive? closed my eyes, took a deep breath into my heart and thought about if I was to ask someone for something that I really desire, what would I love for them to purchase for me? And the answer was pink roses. I love pink roses. And the funny thing about pink roses is, yeah, they're a little bit more expensive than a coffee or an acai bowl at my favorite favorite flower store where I often get bouquets of pink flowers made up for me. They're anywhere from, say, $95 to $135 Aussie, depending on how wild I go with the bouquet. And so there were some stories attached to that of like, is it too much to ask? Is it expensive? Would someone be like, I'm not fucking buying them for you. And like, who cares? If I ask a stranger for a bunch of pink flowers that are $135 and they're like, no, really, who cares? Except for ourselves and the stories that we make about that no and everything that we make it mean about ourselves. And so I'm on holiday and I'm thinking I really get to complete that challenge at some stage. I'm in Capri with my girlfriends and I walk past this beautiful store and I see these pink roses. and. They were like a magnet to my desires. And I thought to myself, they are the most beautiful, fucking, extremely long-stemmed pink roses that I've ever seen. And I want them. And I want them. (laughs) And so I go in and I think to myself, this is an awesome opportunity for me to be practiced in this challenge because I don't want to buy these pink roses for myself. I deserve to receive. I'm in this beautiful energy in Capri. I'm going to ask the first person that I see. And now I had committed to myself that I wasn't going to do the challenge and ask a man because I felt like myself asking a man for what I want, there's maybe a higher likelihood of me actually getting it from him. But I then said to myself in that moment, as long as it's not flirtatious, as long as it doesn't seem to him like I'm flirting with him, as long as it's coming from a very neutral, clear and clean energy, then if the first person I look up and see is a man, then I can ask him. And I look up and I see two men. And they're at the counter and they're talking to the florist. And so I go over and I say, excuse me, uh, do you speak English? And he looks at me and he was like, not really the florist. And or he didn't even say the florist, but kind of pointed his head. And I said, no, no, no. I would really love to ask something of you. And I brought him over to the pink rose and I said, you see these pink roses here? And he nodded. And I said, look, I am working on my relationship with receiving and I really desire these pink roses and I would love for you to purchase them for me. Would you like to? And he said, you would like one? And I said, no, thank you. I would please like six. And he said, okay. And so we went over to the florist, spoke in his language, paid for the six roses. And then the florist came over and made them into a beautiful bouquet with, for me. And I walked out with my pink roses and to my girlfriends. And we all had a little giggle about my ability to just ask random strangers to receive what it is that I most desire. And then I spent the afternoon walking around Capri with honestly the most beautiful, beautiful bunch of pink roses. If you've gone on my Instagram, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Now, I'm curious for you. If you were to think about doing that, what would come up for you? Would you do it? And if not, why not? Now, if that man had have said no to me, then what? Then what? Because this is the thing. We can't create the condition that we only ask for what we want, provided that we get what we desire, provided that we get the yes, because that would be a massive block to my ask. There was no guarantee that he was going to say yes. He could have laughed in my face. He could have walked out. He could have said, my wife would be super offended if she knew that I purchased them for you. He could have said anything. And, and I get to be open to that. I cannot create the condition that I only ask provided that I always receive. Because if we do that fam, that ceiling that I spoke about, we're putting it on top of ourselves. I'll ask provided it's a yes. Fuck that. Ask anyway. And if he had have said no, what did that mean about me? Well, absolutely fucking nothing. I'm still the same person. I haven't hurt anyone, haven't harmed anyone, I wasn't flirtatious, I wasn't trying, I'm not saying he was married, but even if he was, haven't disrespected him nor his wife, I literally saw a stranger and gave him an opportunity to give me something that I most desired because I was in the energy of receiving. And maybe it made his fucking day. Maybe he went home and thought, maybe he was married. And maybe on the walk home, he thought to himself, I haven't bought my wife a bunch of flowers in a really long time. And maybe he detoured and went out of his way to buy the most beautiful bunch of roses that he's ever seen. Went home to his wife, and she felt more appreciated than ever before. Who fucking knows? Who knows what that question to that man did? Maybe he did fucking nothing. Maybe it was like some crazy girl came up to me. And this Aussie crazy girl came up to me and asked for flowers, and I was like, "Here you go." <laughs> and what? Well, and maybe that was it. We don't know what we don't know. But there are so many opportunities, infinite opportunities that could have been created from that moment. And I believe that because my intention was pure and genuine, what he got to receive, the medicine that was there for him, and whether he has a partner or not, there was medicine there for him as well. Maybe it just made him feel good to make my day. Maybe he created the story that I couldn't afford the roses for myself, and that made his day. Who knows? Who fucking knows? But the point is, we do not know what we do not know. So therefore, creating a story that our ask is harmful or disruptive or unkind or annoying or irritating or anything that carries essentially a negative connotation to someone else, I really would check in with, what is your intention around the ask in the first place? I was not there to be disrespectful. I was there to receive. I was not there to hurt and harm anyone. I was there to receive. I was not there to take from anyone. I was there to receive. And therefore, perhaps in my pure intention, it created something magic for someone else as well. It's the time you have all been waiting for. If you're listening to this podcast live right now, I am so excited to tell you that the doors for true transformation are finally open. This eight-week, high-level, fully supported program will support you to break free from your limiting beliefs, break through any thoughts and fears of unworthiness, activate your voice and unlock the fullness of your self-expression. This is some of my favorite work fam, which is why this program always sells out. True Transformation is something that has helped previous clients to speak their truth, live from courage, get into alignment with their core desires, confidently get into the dating game, define their standards and powerfully be a stand for those standards, call in their aligned partner, break through and break free from herpy stigma and shame, break free from the fear of rejection, create a healthy and thriving relationship with both food and body, and be a part of a connected community of women who more often than not become best friends for life. You are listening to this for a reason. If you're ready to take aligned action, head to the link in the show notes to see your exclusive raw, real, and vulnerable podcast community code, complete your application form, and get ready to change your life. Let's fucking go. And so I'm really curious what all of that brings up for you. And I've had some beautiful past clients respond to me online saying, this challenge feels fucking awesome. I like, I want to do it. Going up to a stranger asking for what I want. Maybe I could do that all day long. I could just have a day where I just go into all of these different places and ask people for what I want. Like, fuck yeah, go and do that. And they've gone and said, but the thought of doing that with someone that I really care for oh my fucking God, that rocks my world. And so there are layers to our receiving, right? You know how I spoke about ceilings? Maybe one of your ceilings is vulnerability. I can ask for what I want, provided that it's not vulnerable. I can go up to the stranger in Capri and ask for the pink roses because if he says no to me, it's just... Tom. It's just Dick. It's just Harry. It's not someone who loves me. So who gives a fuck what he thinks about me? But would I ask my partner? Would I ask my best friend? Would I ask my mum or my dad or my sister or my boss? Because if they were to say no to me, what would that mean about me? So maybe you haven't got a ceiling in terms of amount, but you've got a ceiling in terms of the vulnerability that you're willing to go to to be able to create the space for what it is that you say that you most desire. Because if the people who are most important to you in your life say no, then what? Then what will you make that mean about you? What will you make that mean about you? And if you're one of those women tuning into that right now and saying, Hey, yes, that's me. I could ask any stranger for anything, but the thought feeling of asking my partner, my lover, my boyfriend, my husband, my mother for something that I desire, that feels courageous. That feels challenging. That makes me feel like a burden. If they loved me enough, then they would just know to give it. They would just know to give it. I have been that woman fan. When I was single, because I was in a no fucks given state of being, I felt the most sexually liberated and expressed of my whole entire life my whole entire life because I was like, I don't give a shit what this person thinks about me. No fucks given. I'll probably never see you again. Maybe I'll see you for a few nights and then I'll probably be bored of you after that. So I am just going to activate my voice and I couldn't give two fucks what you have to think about it. I felt so free because there was zero vulnerability. As soon as I entered relationship, again, it was all of my past relational trauma flying to the surface. What if I asked, for something from him, and he doesn't want to. But hold on. The last time I did that, I asked what I desire, and he didn't give it, and that created so much pain. I ended up cheating. I ended up on the receiving end of the herpes virus, and that created the entire journey that I've been on. And so... For as long as there's vulnerability and intimate relationship, my edge time and time and time again when it comes to my receiving is not through me going up to the stranger in the flower store and asking for the pink roses. That's easy. I'd happily walk up and down King Street all day long and go into the Gucci store and ask strangers to buy me a Gucci bag. Number one, I don't like Gucci bags. And Number two, I'm sure that there's someone, I'm sure I could stand there all day and end up with a Gucci bag at the end of it and it would not feel vulnerable at all it would make me laugh. I'd be like, i got a fucking free Gucci bag. What am I going to do with this? (gasps) What am I going to do with this? I don't even like them. That's not vulnerable for me. Having a rich, wealthy stranger buy me something and me asking for it, not not vulnerable, not vulnerable, not vulnerable, not vulnerable, easy. And I love that about me because my ability to ask for what I want has supported me in so many places in my life. It's why my business is so fucking brilliant. I get on sales calls with women, not every day because I really pre-qualify my clients to make sure that they're the right aligned person for me before I even get on the call. But I get on sales calls with women often. I have a thriving coaching business. Now, when I get on that call, because I support a lot of young upcoming coaches to create clarity and cash flow in their coaching businesses, now they fear being told no. They fear being told no, because this is a real fear for a lot of humans, because we all have that six-year-old girl inside of us who my six-year-old girl was maybe told, hey, no, I'm not going to get you a pink roll up. Maybe your six-year-old girl was told something different, but we all have a child inside of us that asked for something, and the response was no, and she created a story. He created a story. Therefore, the fear of rejection is real. Therefore, the fear of asking for what we want is real. Therefore, the fear of receiving is real, and we've put ceilings and caps on ourselves because the fear of the little self is real until we prove it otherwise so i get on sales calls often with women who i desire to work with provided we are aligned i'm a fuck yes i know of my capabilities i know about my skill set i know what transformation i can co-create with them now lots of women say yes lots of people say no i was told once if you want to be really successful get really fucking good at receiving no's Get really fucking good at receiving no's. If you receive a no and that puts you into a, a spiral and you go down, 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 and start believing that you're not good enough or your coaching skills isn't good enough, or your business isn't good enough, or who you are as a person is not good enough, you're never gonna succeed. And so my coach told me, I'm so fucking successful because I am the space for all the no's. And that became my come from. Fucking tell me no, because if you're a no, great. I do not have space in my being for the people who are a no or a maybe. I am here for the full fuck yes. So if you're a full fuck yes and I'm a full fuck yes, let's fucking go there. If you're a yes and I'm a no, I'm going to tell you no because I'm here for the full fuck yes. Two people in relationship together, full fuck yeses. No maybes, no kind of, no fear, just let's fucking go. I work with some people who as soon as they get on the sales call, And they say, hey, I want to work with you. And the client turns around and says, that's really expensive. No. Or I have too much fear to lean in. No. And it will send my clients or upcoming coaches into spirals. And then they start to doubt themselves and doubt their beliefs and doubt their skill set, doubt their abilities. If you want to thrive, if you want to succeed, if you make the no mean something about you, that is an indicator of the work that's there for you to do. Oh my God, I could just like, I could push this conversation out to so many different places. It could be sexual. It could be financial. It could be your ability to show up online. It could be, I created a podcast. No one's fucking listening to it. Therefore, that makes me not good enough. I am curious when it comes to your container for receiving and your ability to be told no, where do you feel that you stand? How big is your container? How expanded is your container? Is it small? Is it tiny? Is it I have a container, provided that it gets poured into because my container is only as big as people tell me that it's good. My container is only as big as people are willing to give to me. I'm not even going to ask. Imagine if I wanted a coaching business. (laughs) Imagine if I wanted a coaching business and thought, I'm not going to ask anyone to work with me. I'm just going to wait until people come and ask me. I mean, fucking... I started my business from scratch in the pandemic. If I didn't go and ask people to work with me and tell them like, I'm a bad bitch and I can see what you're going through and I desire to support you. This is my skill set, and let's fucking go. That's how I created my business fan. That is how I created my business through asking women who I knew were in alignment with me to work with me. That's how I created my success. That's how I grew my following. I saw podcasts that I thought, Hey, I've got such a fucking good message. It's pure and genuine, and I desire for more women to be able to connect with it. This is my message, and I would love for you to host me on your podcast so that your audience can hear what I have to say. That's how I grew my audience. And guess what? Heaps of podcasts ignored me. Heaps of podcasts said no, and lots of podcasts said yes. And guess what? Heaps of women said no to working with me, and heaps of clients said yes. And guess what? I didn't make the no mean anything about me. And this is the other point. When you don't make the no mean anything about you, you also get to make sure that you don't make the yes mean anything about you also. If the yes makes me good, if the yes makes me worthy, if the yes makes me pretty enough, skinny enough, popular enough, blonde enough, toned enough, sexy enough in my partner's eyes, if I am good because they, he said yes to me, then the no is also going to have a sting. I get to create neutrality around the no and the yes. Doesn't mean fuck all about me. Doesn't. Doesn't mean anything. It just can't. Because if one carries weight, the other carries weight. And as much weight as I put on the yes is as much weight as I put on the no. And imagine if I place all my worth in people saying yes to me. Maybe for six months, people say yes, 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 yes. And I'm feeling good, 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 good. And then my boyfriend breaks up with me. Well, I'm fucked because my worth is in him desiring me, him wanting me, him liking me. And then I put myself into a massive spiral because now what? He's rejected me. I'm not good enough for him. I'm not pretty enough, skinny enough, blonde enough. What am I not enough of? Versus I am worthy from within. I deserve to ask for what I want. I release attachment to the outcome. Whether I get a yes or a no, whether I get on a sales call with a client and they work with me or not, whether I ask my partner for sex and he says yes or no, whether I ask my friends for a favor and they say yes or no, whether my friends ask me for something and I say yes or no, it has absolutely nothing to do with who I am as a person. And the more that I can be anchored to that I deserve to ask, I release attachment to the outcome, the more I can expand my container to receive because every no that I get for as long as I make it mean something about me, that ceiling gets lower and lower and lower and lower. And eventually I'm in a fucking cage versus when there's no attachment to the yes or the no, the lid starts to lift. Maybe we all have lids at the moment and maybe we're trying to pop them off, push them off, shoot through them. We cannot create conditions around the ask because if we create conditions, we block our ability to receive. So (laughs) I would really love, I'm like, what did I just say? I sometimes never know what the fuck comes out of my mouth. (laughs) I don't script anything by the way because that feels really inauthentic to me. And um, I just love to let myself go wherever I desire to go. So I'm really curious, fam. With all of that said, before I wrap up, how practiced do you feel? in receiving? If you were to take on a challenge similar to what I took on to expand your nervous system, to expand your capacity to receive, where do you feel it will be most valuable for you? Is it going out on the strip and asking for a coffee, an acai bowl, a bunch of flowers, something that you really desire? Would that be courageous for you? Is it asking someone that you love? for something that you really desire for them so that you don't leave them guessing and trying to meet your needs that they don't even know exists because that's pretty unfair to both you and them and that's a no-win situation for both people. And finally, going back to the pink roses, I want to share my little philosophical download around what came up for me when I was carrying those flowers throughout Capri. So, I get the flowers, I ask for the flowers, I receive the flowers, I'm walking around with the flowers. The flowers are beautiful. People are stopping me to let me know how beautiful these flowers are. They were amazing. Check my Instagram to see how beautiful they are. I'm sure there'll be a link in the show notes to a post that I wrote about them. And what I learned through that experience is it's not just important to ask for what we want and what we desire, but it's also important to ask for it in the place that we really want to receive it. So, as I'm walking around Capri with these flowers, and they're so beautiful, so beautiful, so beautiful, they start to become annoying. I'm walking around fucking Capri with some flowers. I don't have a vase. I'm leaving tomorrow. What am I going to do with these flowers? Like, I'm going to dinner later. From dinner, we were going to go to a bar. From the bar, we were going to go to a nightclub. What the fuck am I going to do with these really beautiful flowers? And I desired, if I'm going to give them to someone, I really desired to give them to. We stayed in the most beautiful villa that it was just so hospitable. Hospitable. It was like staying with family. I really desired to give the flowers to Luigi's mother. And so I've got these flowers and they're becoming annoying. And I think to myself, Rebecca, next time you ask for the most beautiful pink roses that you've ever seen, make sure that you ask them in the place that you most desire to receive them. Because this is like a guy going down on you and he's kind of like doing a good job, but he's missing the spot. And it's kind of pleasurable. But ultimately it's really fucking annoying because it could be just the most beautiful experience ever, but he's just not getting it in the right place. So it's important to ask for what we want. And it's also super important to ask for it where we desire to receive it because otherwise it's just really fucking annoying and really frustrating. So that's what my pink roses taught me. I deserve to ask for what I want. And when I ask for these beautiful, brilliant things, make sure I'm receiving it in the place that I desire to get it. Otherwise it's just like, almost good oral sex, but entirely missing the spot for a really long period of time. And ultimately, you just end up so fucking frustrated. You're like, you know what? Just give up and I'll do it myself. <laughs> that was my download from The Pink Roses. Fam, if you love today's episode please screenshot it, share it to your story and tag me so that I can connect with you. I am loving hearing and receiving, loving receiving because I love receiving. See how open I am to receiving? I'm literally asking you for what I desire. I desire fam. It fills my fucking cup up to know that you love the podcast. So when you screenshot it, share it to your story and tag me, I get to receive in that moment and I get to know that you're loving it. Now, if you don't, I'm not creating the story that the podcast is bad because guess what? My intention for the podcast is pure and genuine. It's a space for my expression, the space for me to connect with the women who really want to and desire to connect with me. So if you do desire to connect with me, I am so open to receiving and receiving you and receiving your tag on Instagram. See, because I'm embodied in my worthiness and I know that I deserve to ask and I know that even if I ask and don't get, it's fucking okay. Segway quick little segue on that. I know I almost just wrapped up. Literally, Instagram seems to be capping a lot of us online at the moment. I noticed that my reach on Instagram recently has been around fourteen to 18,000 people per month. It used to be 60,000 plus. I have 18,000 followers on Instagram. On my podcast account, I have 180 followers and that is reaching 6,500 people per month. It doesn't make any fucking sense, logically, unless my content is absolutely so fucking shy and you can tell me if it is, but I really don't think that it is. And so I put to my stories, fam, I would really love your support. My reach seems to be blocked. People are feeling challenged to search me. They have to type my full name or they have to go through their followers list or their Instagram has unfollowed them automatically from me. There's heaps of stuff happening right now. And so I put this up and I said, if any of my content is valuable to you, Please would you reshare it and tag me? Do you know what I noticed? Of all my followers, all my friends, all my family, three people did it. Three people. I asked for what I wanted and I really desired everyone to do it and three people did. Does that mean anything about me? No. Does that mean that my content's bad? No. People skim through Instagram. Maybe no one fucking read it. Who knows? Maybe people were busy. Maybe people didn't want to. Maybe people were like, well, your content shit, so I'm not sharing it. Who knows what their no was, but it doesn't mean anything about me. And will that stop me from asking again? Well, based on the fact that I just asked you prior to do exactly what I desire, it's not blocking me from asking. So if you get told no, my biggest invitation for you in that moment is to remind yourself this is not about me. Their no means nothing about me. And because I'm worthy and because I am deserving, I get to continue asking. And the quality of my life is dictated by the quality of my questions and the quality of my receiving is dictated by my willingness to ask. Are you willing to ask for what it is that you most desire? I hope you love today. And I really, Hope that this sparks some inspiration for you to start to ask. And once you start to actually use your voice, see your entire life change. Have the most beautiful, brilliant day. Thanks for tuning in to today's episode. If you're desiring more from me right now, firstly, I love your eagerness. And secondly, let's make it happen. Check out the link in my show notes where you can receive more information on my books breakthroughs online webinars all upcoming courses and programs and how you can get started on your journey within my world today I can't wait to be back in your ears next week and trust me you won't want to miss this episode